Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of New Head, where we learn to live in the present moment and navigate life together. This podcast is available in all the podcast apps. If you haven't subscribed, please do so and get an alert every time I post a new episode. Please rate me as well. It helps others discover this podcast. How are you doing, breathers? Yeah? That's my name for all of you who are taking time to breathe and be in the present moment. I hope you're keeping well and taking care of yourself. If you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Dorothy Oko, and when I'm not doing my full-time job, I facilitate a course at Google called Search Inside Yourself. Today's quote is from James Baldwin. Quote, Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. End of quote. I invite you to take a moment to fully arrive and settle down. Fully arriving is about coming to stillness, tuning in to the present moment. It's about allowing your breath to transition you from what you are doing to this present moment. This allows you to become still and check in on how you're feeling. So let's do that together. Breathing in through the nose. Breathing out slowly through the mouth. Breathing in through the nose. Breathing out through the mouth. Breathing in through the nose. Breathing out through the mouth. Now let your breath return to its normal rhythm. Breathing in and out through the nose. The goal of our mindfulness practice is simply to experience life as it unfolds in the present moment. My guest today is 22-year-old Mehran Awell, a student at Barbeck University in the UK. She's Swedish-born, raised in London, and of Somali descent. She loves reading and beauty. She doesn't like working out, but she really does it out of duty to her body. Welcome, Meryn. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I am so glad you made time because you're leaving for London tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah. so as we were talking, uh, and I have to give the listeners a background, we were going for a long walk in Arboretum. And I found out that Marin, who's 22, is not on social media. Like, how does that happen? And so I just wanted to take time to understand, you know, how a young person who's not on social media and 
what else she does. So Mary, tell me, why, are you, why aren't you on social media? I'm not on social media because I feel like being on social media sometimes has a, a great impact on my mental health. I often suffer from feelings of inadequacy because of the content on social media. So I've distanced myself from social media for a while, maybe I'd say from the ages of 17, 16. Wow, that's quite some time. Yeah. And so how did these, um, what made you, the, the feelings of inadequacy, was it because you saw others were just doing better? I feel like, well now, Instagram and all these platforms, when I was younger, because I remember when Instagram actually came out at mm -hmm. around 14, it was much, it was much different to what it is now. Now it's, um, it's, it's used mostly for business and there's a lot of content creators who get a lot of money from posting on Instagram and have all these lavish lifestyles. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of beautiful women on Instagram and I feel like as a as a, a growing up in that environment it was quite toxic to um people my age and i know that a lot of people it's not just myself who feels like this my friends a lot of my peers feel the same way and it's you almost can't help it because i feel like with social media you don't have a lot of even though they make it seem like you do have control over the content you're exposed to right. i feel like you don't really have a lot of control over what content you're exposed to so that's why I feel like it doesn't really align with what I want to achieve and how where I want to go within myself because constant exposure to these people who are living great lives but will also tell you this is just a highlight don't take it for what it is take right. it take it with a pinch of salt because a lot of people like to show the best parts of their lives on social right. media and don't show their tribulations or what they got behind closed doors and I feel like as young people, well now I'm 22, but like the generations that are growing up in these in these um, times don't really, can't take it for what it is, but take right. it as in like, oh, this woman has a, this bag or is going on a trip every week mm -hmm. and has this amazing lifestyle and she's um, beautiful. I want to look just like that. I, wanna, I want that body when right. it's not always what it seems like people always show you the best parts of their lives. They might edit a picture or they might show you the gift they got from their boyfriend or the trip that they took or for their birthday. It's all highlights, but a younger person, say a 16 year old, 15 year old, I have nieces that are growing up, but now and they're always on like their iPads and their phones and everybody it has an addiction to technology. Right. So you can't really help but be on technology, what content you're exposed to. I feel like if you want to distance yourself from that content that makes you feel not the best, that's the reason that I'm not on social media. Was there one particular incident, one particular thing that broke the camel's back that made you say, this is it, I'm deleting my account? I think it was. I had, a, I had a friend that was my best friend when I was around 17 and I finished high school because mm -hmm. in the UK we finished at 16. So the year after that, 
she almost instilled this this thought into me. She told me, let's delete our accounts, and when we get to because she was so into it, wasn't as much as I had an Instagram account with just my friends, and at that time it wasn't like there was no explore pages and like the because there's like pages with random content, like not even from accounts that you're following. Mm. So she was always like just deeply into social media. She was like, let's delete our accounts until we're perfect. We have the perfect hair, <laughs> wow. and we lose weight, and we have the perfect bodies, and then we'll come back with a bang. Like it will be amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And we had this thought. We were like, listen, we're gonna work so hard, perfect versions of ourselves, okay? <laughs> and we're gonna come back. We're gonna deactivate our accounts. We're gonna make new accounts. We're gonna come back new women with like, a bang, right? With a bang. So after that, I didn't have an Instagram account for since then actually because I was just like, I never felt like we got to what we were because as a human being, you're always striving for the best version right. of yourself. I feel like you don't always, you don't always, even when you get to your goal weight or you get your your hairstyle that you've been aiming for, your hair gets to the length you've been wanting it to get to, like you don't always feel the way you thought it would make you feel. So I never felt like I got to that perfect version that I wanted to come back as. And I just, I don't know, like the only time I did go on it, because I would sometimes I'll go on my friends' accounts, mm -hmm. I'll go on my cousins' accounts just to see. I was just like, these people are literally perfect. I will not look like that. I will not be like them. I will not have what they have. It's just a mental, battle so i'm just better off if i just just exit out just cancel it completely so have you given up on your quest for perfection um internally no mm -hmm. because i always feel like there's something i can do that will make me perfect and from my personal experience every time i achieve that goal or i do whatever it is that i thought would make me perfect it doesn't make me feel the way I thought it would. I had, used to have crooked teeth. I went out of my way to go fix my teeth. I thought I was, I would make me feel amazing if I had the perfect mouth. If I had the perfect hair, if I had healthy curls, if I had a perfect body. Anytime I even felt like I achieved what I thought would make me perfect, mm -hmm. it never gives you that validation you need from your, from your internal self. I feel like it's more of a mental thing than it will ever be a physical thing. Understand that more as I get older, right. that you, you will never feel like your perfect version of yourself in life. Look, be imperfect, but you need to learn to love who you are. Oh, that's such an important thing, loving who you are and where you are, because there'll always be people who are better looking, who have better hair, who have, they'll always be, yeah. you know? And so this, idea of making peace with our imperfections. I think that's what it is with our, just who we are. Yeah, we do. But you've done a good job of that. You're not satisfied. It and, never makes you yeah. feel fulfilled. It never makes you feel fulfilled. Yeah. And I, it, took, it took me a long time to realize that it wouldn't make mm. me feel like I was perfect or I was worthy of, mm -hmm. of being loved or being exposed um, on social media of taking pictures or being around my friends like 
when we had that phase at 16, 17, I actually did not even just boycott social media. Me and my best friend at the time, we boycotted everything. Mm -hmm. We didn't go out. We didn't go to social events. We didn't go out to go see Why, Were you preparing for because, the perfection? Yeah, like I was genuinely put into a, 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 fate, a fate, like a phase where I was like, I'm not gonna do anything until I'm perfect until I have the perfect clothes, until I have the perfect style, until mm. I have the perfect hair, until I have the perfect skin. We would do really outrageous things to get to where we wanted to get to. Like right. I remember we did this face peel, like a chemical peel. I was like 16 and I did a chemical peel on my face, like I put benzoyl peroxide. What was it supposed to do? It was supposed to like take the top layer of your skin off. I remember my mum was like to me, you look crazy because my skin just became so dry and dark and all the top layer of my skin came off and I did that in the name of, in the name wow. of perfect skin. Like mm. I had to stay in the house like two, three weeks, like not go out, run errands. It was all, all in the name of, I just want to be perfect. Mm. I want to get there. But it was a, a lesson. Right. It was a it was a greater lesson than I thought it would be at the time because now I understand that as I've grown up, you never you you will feel fulfilled if you find it within yourself internally. Right. If you validate yourself internally and you know that you are good enough, you are perfect just the way you are. Now I strive to let young girls know that you won't get there because of any physical. Um, physical goal that you have mm. and you should try and make peace with yourself met, like you, with your mental state and to accept yourself for whatever it is however it is you are but social media has this way of being constantly exposed to girls with 24 inch waists and right. waist and, a, and 35 inch hips and these hourglass figures and these beautiful airbrush skin and these beautiful right. voluminous hair and you just think but these people are perfect. Right. I'm gonna be like them, they, there's so many of them. And sometimes you, a, a younger woman won't understand that these people might not even look like that in real life. They might be edited and they might have gone through surgeries and they might have strived and put themselves in danger and put their health at risk to get to where it is that they are. And you understand that and others don't do your age makes feel like it's weird you're not on social, whereas yeah. everyone is on social. Yeah, I get sometimes my friend, my um, my friend was telling me that people just find it so hard to accept that you are not on social media because people are so used to putting a profile to the face. Yeah, so when they meet you, they 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 want they want to always oh, wish your Instagram account because it's also it's almost like a identification, like you're a but people mm -hmm. not on social media actually treat you like you're, you're quite odd. Like, okay, so she doesn't have a social media account. How am I supposed to know what type of person she is? What type? Of, what does she do? It's it's really it's that's like quite a hard part of my life because I'm like I'm, I'm a normal person, guys. Like I'm not this weirdo. Because people genuinely will treat you like you're quite odd. Like so they make you feel odd yeah. because they're all sucked into the social yeah. media. You you've been here for how many weeks? Um, Two months. Two now. months now. Yeah. This urge, because normally when we travel, the urge is to take pictures. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, we are walking in the arboretum. Yeah. I'm with my auntie. 
people are not able to find that about you. So, so how do they find out about what Marilyn is doing? You don't feel that don't, pressure. I don't feel the pressure to document. In a way, I feel like it's a, it's a disadvantage to me because I have gotten so used to not documenting any parts of my life. Sometimes now I have great memories that I have no pictures of or I have like experiences that I want to remember. I want to go back and watch these pictures, like look at these pictures and I can't. But I do have, I do also think it's, you get so soaked up into it because I have friends that you can't go out for with a meal without them. You have to wait when the food comes for everybody to take a picture of the food. <laughs> right. And everybody to, to take a picture and post it on their stories. And I'm like, okay guys, like quick, come here, I want to eat. Yeah. But you have to wait, it's like, in a way, I feel like social media does, it also gives you an advantage because you have all these memories, like people document every part of their life, what I had for breakfast last week, what I had for, for breakfast right. today. But then they miss the present moment because being in the present moment is what you are showing when you're just taking the experiences and living the experiences and you are in the present moment. Yeah. When you're taking pictures all the time, you actually are so focused on taking the pictures that you don't remember the moment. Oh, and so you have all these pictures, but you don't remember. You are observing them and you can see everything and you can remember as you're eating your food. Oh, this is. But I think that sometimes you miss the present moment when you're just busy taking pictures. Yeah, and I wrestle with that sometimes. Yeah. You do, yeah. miss, you do miss the moment, you do miss soaking it up, you do miss enjoying moments because you're so busy trying to get the perfect picture, the perfect angle. Of course, everybody wants to seem aesthetically pleasing on their platform. Absolutely. So it's I'm one of those, I always say, yeah. oh please let me get my lipstick before I take a picture because it cannot be out in the world and I have no lipstick, you know? So the pressure again of I have to be so quickly put in some lipstick and then... <laughs> Smile! <laughs> I feel like everybody has that pressure because it's not just a, like a, a, a picture in like the moment where you just, okay, let me just slap a quick picture mm. of my food. It, it needs to be perfect, it needs to look a certain way for it to be presentable to your peers, for everybody to, to, to comment on it now. I feel like everybody just gets soaked up into that. And after that, you then, after you've posted, you're checking, have people commented? Yeah. What are they saying? Yeah, like, you'll be out for dinner, and some of my friends, you won't, we'll, we'll, we'll be in, and everybody's looking for, okay, did this person look at my story, or did this person um, comment on my post, or... It's like we're so consumed by these platforms that we don't enjoy life, but we, we are all striving to make it seem like we are enjoying mm. life. Mm. And it's by all means that we will look, we will have the image that we are having the best time and we are we are living mm. our absolute best lives right. at the expense of you not enjoying the moment, at the expense of you not being it, you being so consumed into this. You talked about it, how toxic social media can be. Yeah. Have you witnessed some of this? I, and I know what you mean, like people can be very mean and yeah. people who don't know you can make the most rotten comments about things. But you were, when you're feeling that toxicity, were, were you feeling it in your body, in your spirit? How was it for you? In my, in my spirit, my mental state deteriorated quite right. heavily because of making, making yourself 
everybody wants to feel good about themselves, mm. but when you're always being exposed to, when you're, you can't help but compare yourself, you can't. Mm. I just feel like, and you always, you're struck, as a human being, we have, we have um, the, the natural instinct to want to be liked. Right. We want to be accepted and we all want to be liked and we all want, mm. we all want everybody to like us and follow us and to like our content and to like our pictures mm. and to show us love. But I feel like you need to find that within yourself before you seek validation from that from other people. And that's an important lesson. What role can parents or you know aunties or uncles, what role to make you feel like it's okay i'm okay the way i am because if you feel validated at home and you feel validated everywhere then that pressure is enough because you know yeah. who you are yeah. and um a lot of times i feel like when you don't know or you haven't really received that it can be a bit overwhelming seeking this approval from external sources course yeah because i feel like you should raise your children up in love like mm. i have two nieces and one of them she's nine she's 10 now and when she so when she was growing up we weren't quite we weren't that much older than her um she's our first niece she was like the first born in our family so we didn't really have much experience in how to like raise her up in, in a way where she feels validated within herself and now i have a younger niece which is four and now because of all the things that I've learned from my experiences in mm -hmm. my life, we always tell her, we always tell her, we always tell her, she was so beautiful. And she knows it, like she is so She's very confident. She's, so she, confident. she's like, I, I love her. Yeah. She's in her world. She's very confident and not in a cocky way. She's just very self-assured. Yeah, and we tell her, yeah. you're so smart. You're like, you're so smart. You are so beautiful. And she knows it. Right. And she'll tell you I'm pretty. God made me pretty. <laughs> oh, that is so yeah. sweet. Yeah. So I feel like if you raise your children up in love and you validate them every mm. day, every mm. chance you get, give affirmations from you exactly. to them, right. they will grow up with no doubts in who they are. Mm. And they will know that they are beautiful regardless of however X, Y, right. and Z look. Right. And they won't feel the need to gain validation from that from external sources because they are validated. They grew up in love. They grew up feeling validated. They grew right. up feeling beautiful. But a lot of people don't have that opportunity. A lot of people's parents are still are, are traumatized and raising their children up with their trauma ha not have not been here, right. especially Africans. Yes, I feel like we have a lot of. Our parents are very like I come from Somalia. Mm -hmm. Somalia is a civil war. It has a civil war. It's a war-torn country. Right. So my parents grew up in chaos. They right. Had to, they had to flee their countries right. and build in a, in different countries, and they they don't really have they didn't have the opportunity to heal their trauma with exactly right. So how do you now expect these people, these parents, mm -hmm. our parents? to now heal us and to affirm right. us and to raise us up mm. without trauma because I feel like it's just a cycle. It is, isn't it? Through generations. Right. And, it's, and it's, it's, I feel like it's our generation now's job to heal and to, 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 to heal, to make sure mm -hmm. our kids are not, are not facing the... the, the yeah, the collective the, trauma. The collective trauma. Right. I feel like it needs to be stopped, it needs to be healed right. at some point so that we don't all suffer from 
because sometimes your parents don't understand you sometimes you don't even understand why you feel certain ways mm. why you feel um why you suffer from anxiety maybe or you suffer from body dysmorphia or right. all the array of mental illnesses that we have now sometimes you don't know why why do i feel this way and it's because mm. you were raised maybe in a chaotic environment or maybe you were right. raised without without feeling validated maybe you were raised in your parents or put so much pressure on you from from your from from your household where they should be it should be a, a sanctuary for your home right. but you don't feel freely comfortable or maybe you right. just feel the environment isn't isn't great for your growth maybe I like what you talk about because I've talked about in this in, in this podcast as well about collective trauma and the importance of naming the trauma and understanding that you know yeah. i talk about africa because we went through colonization yeah. and that impacted our great grandparents in a certain way that has impacted our grandparents and our parents and it's passed on yeah. to generation and people don't talk about it or people don't know whether they should talk about it yeah. you have talked about the healing that needs to take place how do you see that healing taking place for you are the future? I feel like if my generation are aware, awareness is the first step, aware of them, they should take whatever steps necessary to try and heal because healing is always possible. Whatever it is that you feel internally, you should take steps, wherever it be, go to a therapist. Therapy is right. great. Maybe see a therapist, maybe if you can feel like you can heal yourself, take up spirituality, mindfulness, meditate, read, be aware, do some shadow work, maybe be aware of why it is you feel a certain way. Right. Being aware is is, is 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 such a great step and it's a, a biggest it's a bigger part of the healing than you think it is because mm -hmm. you are aware of why. Well why do I feel that um for example, what can I say? Why do I feel that um I don't always, I don't, like say for example, in school, you don't, you might not, you might be the child that just doesn't think they can do that great, that, that feels like, oh, maybe because your parents always say, oh yeah, well you're not a good student. Mm -hmm. Say for example, if I had a child now, I, I would always make, even if they weren't the smartest of children, right. I would always make sure that they feel that they are capable and that, because our parents, when I, well, through school, if you don't get a good grade in an African household, yes. you're shamed and you're maybe, you face consequences and I don't feel like that is a very, productive way of going about raising kids our our culture is maybe not too our culture works maybe for in a certain environment but in in growing up and the world is changing and i think that change is so important as you're saying even for our parents and your parents and being able to do to understand it's a different world yeah. it's not the way they grew up it's not so it's, it's a complete different world they find it very hard to understand certain things certain ways of life and paths that you might want to take some african parents just don't see it it just it just doesn't make sense to them and rightfully so because it's it's not the kind they've come maybe um they've fleed their homeland right. they're now in a new environment you're at school for six eight hours a day right. you don't really i feel like your parents don't have a, a, that great of an influence as they as their parents did on them because we are so socialized into maybe like by teachers by peers like your child will come home and you won't know what your child has been exposed to and you're just 
don't understand their way of mm. life as much as you think you do. How do we make parents understand? I think that's a very great point and parents don't understand. Yeah. There is just a disconnect. Yeah. How do we make parents understand? I know there are many parents who listen to this podcast, but what can they do? What is their work to be able to understand yeah. their kids, understand the generation and understand that times have changed? Yeah, I feel like maybe being present with your child, maybe right. having conversations, mm -hmm. To your, with your child, listening to your child. I right. feel like a lot of parents just don't listen to their children. They don't. Some of them maybe rightfully they're they're busy with work, or maybe they're always on their phones. And technology is taking up a lot of our time as well. Mm. Nobody really listens to their children. Nobody sits down and asks. Mm. It's very rare that you see someone just say, okay, "So how was school today? Who are your friends?" Right. Maybe get an insight into the child's life because always always remember that you don't really. Have your, your child is maybe away from you for half the day, half the waking day, 12 hours of the day, six right. hours you're at school. Try and get to get an insight on who your child is becoming, who your child's friends are, what your child is into, maybe what your child likes to watch on TV, maybe mm. what your child watches on their phones, on their, what they do on social media, what they're, maybe if you're, I would say as much as I hated being monitored as a mm. child i feel like you should always monitor these right. younger generation children they're always on ipads always on phones because they are exposed to a lot more mm. than we think they're exposed to and there's not there's not a lot of ways of capping what the child is exposed right. to so i feel like it should, and there's a lot of explicit content on the internet there's a lot of things that you might not want your child to be exposed to at such young ages mm. on the internet all these platforms that are I like that being present and listening and yeah. for parents to just get off your phones, get off your iPads and listen to your children. Yeah. That's a good one. And for young people like you who encompass, who haven't had the courage to actually cut off social media or really are in that place of toxicity because they're feeling so insecure. What would be your advice for them who are struggling with just sometimes feeling inadequate i feel like it's always great to even if you don't want to just cold turkey and go off social media to take a break to maybe just take a week off maybe two weeks off a month off to just really like it just have time with yourself without social media without the constant scrolling without the watching because you'd be spending a great amount of time right. as a generation on social media to just take some time off to breathe to just do things that you like, find things, other things other than social media that you enjoy doing. Thank you, Miriam. I think that's such a wonderful way to end the podcast. Take time off social media. Yeah. Take time to breathe. Take time to be with yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so And much. all the best as you go back to school. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. Well, that's all today in No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment and navigate life together. Thanks for listening. This is our last episode for 2020. I will be back on the first Tuesday in January 2021. You can also follow me on Instagram, No Head Podcast. That wraps up what I have for you today. Catch you next time, my friend. 
May you take time to breathe. May you take time to be present. And if you can, try taking a day from social media. Bye-bye.